inspiring stories of recovery, practical tips for wellness, developing a culture of care. Welcome to Blue and Beyond, your official Air Force Wounded Warrior Program podcast. Hey, Adam, Dan, welcome to our third installment of Blue and Beyond, the new AFW2 podcast that we're doing to try and keep service members informed on all things AFW2. It's great to have you here in D.C. Uh, as we execute our JBA care event this year, 2019, here in the Harbor area. Uh, it's really a fantastic place to do our event. So you all have a little bit of experience working with AFW2. Um, you're here for a specific reason on this trip. But before we get to that, tell me a little bit about you. My name is Adam Bacher, Master Sergeant. I, for the majority of my career, was a special agent with Air Force OSI or the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. It was an amazing opportunity, amazing job with very unique challenges to its career field. But if we're honest, every career field has challenges unique to its own. Mine were just different challenges compared to others. This is uh, one year, so it's actually my one year anniversary with AFW2 as far as participation in the program. So I have both combat and non-combat injuries that brought me to the program. Enrolled in the program mid-2017, and in short, the program absolutely was a lifesaver in the literal sense for myself and my family, my marriage, my career. Because of AFW2, I retired at my 20-year mark and I retired with my TSSCI intact. And there's, there's so much more to that, but this is a family that I belong to beyond retirement and still part of the Air Force, which is it's extremely important to me. We are thrilled to have you as part of the family. Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. I get to smile and say I'm Major Corindia, but most people in the Air Force just know me as Lieutenant Dan. That's been the call sign since I was the second lieutenant. I don't fight it anymore. I just own it. I get to say I'm a AFW2 success story. I was given a roughly 10% chance of being retained. In case of severe psoriatic arthritis, it grounded me. Could no longer fly. Couldn't do the job I was trained for. Yeah, if you do the VA numbers, it's pretty high to begin with. But got pieced back together, and of all things, I got retained. Now, actually, it's been four years since I got grounded, three since my med board and got retained. Kept in the Air Force, and now I'm at Maxwell Air Force Base, course director for distance learning in joint air war power. Yeah, fantastic stories, both of you. You know, I think you both embody the greatest piece about this program and getting our airmen back to service. Mm-hmm and prepared for a transition at their timeline, right? Instead of just being forced out or going through yeah. the med board process. So good point. So I know Lieutenant Dan mm-hmm. was returned to service. And for me, I had a condition that was not compatible with continued service. And I think the important piece there is that AFW2 and the process that is in place that has been built by hand through the program and what it enabled me to do was successfully transition out of active duty in a way that I am now able to move on as Adam Bacher and be proud of the service that I had as Master Sergeant Adam Bacher in the last 20 years. But I can now move forward in my life and so can my family. And I was worried about that before I met AFW2 and I no longer have that worry and it's exciting time now. I wouldn't have been able to say that last year I can say that now with a smile on my face, that it's exciting. And it's a real testament to not only the program, but the effort that you put in as individuals, right? As you go through these things and you learn new things about yourself through transition. 
So as you guys know, every injury or illness is unique Mm -hmm. and every path to wellness is unique. You're here as team mentors for this particular care event. What does it mean to you to come in that capacity and help other members coming to an event for their first time? So what are the wonderful intangibles about the program that I found uh, both coming myself and then coming back is no one's in this program because they want to be here. Something happened to you where your life changed. It no longer when is going to go as you planned and you've actually had to grieve the life you had. And that's a wonderful thing amongst this group is everybody here has experienced that. You've had to go through, okay, my future is not what I expected it to be. An example, not myself, but a friend of mine here. He's a six foot two, six foot three linebacker who's diagnosed with MS. He knows he's facing a wheelchair the rest of his life. That's hard to talk to somebody else who's never had to experience your life has suddenly changed. Around here, especially being a mentor who's gone through it, and I never thought I'd be here, but I am. To have that understanding to sit down with somebody and to be able to explain your life's not over, because that's really the first thing you think. This has happened to me. My life's over. My life's done. Nothing can prepare you for that. Your thoughts are all jumbled. But to sit down with someone who's walked down that path who can explain to you, no, your life's not over. It's just different. And different isn't a bad thing. It's about accepting that it's different. You do have to grieve that life you thought you had. Thanks so much, Dan, for your insight there. Adam, what do you think? What about this role of team mentor? The first word that came to mind was honor, but you know, I I think there's a better word to describe that. For me, it's the Air Force has always been a family to me. I think that's the best way to, to answer this question. And when I first participated in a care event, physically and emotionally was not in the right frame of mind. And there was a family of folks that took care of me. Some I remember from the first event that I attended a year ago. Some I you know, now have connected with that I do not remember from that event because of medication and emotions and other places, you know, I was in a bad place. But they were a family that was there for me. I didn't know it, but they were there for me when I needed them most. And because of them and their selfless service, I've been able to, and it's a continued path of recovery, but I've been able to see success on this recovery that I've been on. And man, I want that for other people. I want that because people that come to these events or warriors that come to these events are family members. And what do we do for family members who are hurting, whether physically or emotionally? And we want to help our family members. And so, I mean, I want to help. And AFW2 has given me an opportunity to do that and I'm privileged, it's an honor to be able to help and how that looks for each individual, you know, I'm not exactly sure how I might be able to help somebody. I don't know what that looks like. I hope I have an impact on someone's life while they're here, like so many had on my life when I first attended my event. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here in this capacity. And I think Adam, Dan, both of you guys are going to do great things for the people that are here for the first time and and those that maybe have been here before, but were at a different place, right? You're going to watch them elevate through this process and become better for having attended with you. So thinking about some people being reluctant to participate in the program for the very first time, what would you say to somebody to encourage them 
to go ahead and jump in with both feet and, and come to an event? That's a good question. I We were talking about that today with a few folks that were here for the first time, that did arrive for the first time. And I was sharing a bit of my experience. I was doing everything I could to get out of coming to the exact event that changed everything for not just me, but my family. My life has changed for the better. My marriage was saved. And I was doing everything I could to not come to the event because I felt like I couldn't relate to anybody. Nobody was gonna understand me. Man, I was on so much medication. That was embarrassing. I was worried and embarrassed about speaking. I was not able to speak complete sentences. I was very forgetful. I would forget things left and right, and that caused some social anxieties. I was already comparing experiences or traumas. I had this happen to me, but man, there's gonna be folks that had X, Y, and Z, and that's so much more. I don't deserve to be here feeling. All of those emotions and thoughts, that was going through my head. But guess what? When I arrived and I realized, holy cow, all of the things that I thought and I felt before I got here, and there were a team of folks who all had the same things going on. And so all of a sudden that worry, that anxiety was removed because we all could relate. And there were so many similarities and very few things that we were not able to relate to. It absolutely was more comfortable than uncomfortable. It was the most comfortable I felt around a group of folks than I had in a very long time because for the first time I was with people who finally understood or got it or knew what I felt like or what I was going through or could truly empathize with my situation. Man, I belong here because these warriors are thinking and feeling the exact same thing. And that felt good. So that's a great point. What did you see, feel, and encounter at your first event for you, Dan, that would encourage somebody else to participate in an event? It was that welcoming, that connection, the fact that people understood what you were going through. They didn't have to be afraid. You could actually open up the emotions that were that bit of turmoil. I could sit down with Adam and... You're finally around a group of people you have that connection with, again, that you may have had with your unit before. Share stuff that I might not say openly to my wife. Like, I miss deploying. Of course, everyone else in the world would frame that question of, so you miss leaving your wife, family, and being in mortal danger. Like, no, I miss the camaraderie, doing my job, and having a sense of accomplishment. That's what I missed. But I could just say that I miss deploying and the people here who've done it understand a phrase like that. When I was in the thick of it, in that really dark place, isolation, you start withdrawing, pulling back from the things that you enjoy doing, the people you enjoy being around. And one thing that I stopped doing was the physical activities that I loved and that made me feel good. I got out of shape, overweight, I started hurting. Things just didn't feel good anymore. You think those things, you feel those things. And when I got to my very first event, one of the things that a warrior will participate in is an adaptive sports track here. And to be able to get back into an athletic environment and do things that I once did, then because of personal circumstances, convinced myself I could no longer do or was no longer good at doing, AFW2 and the coaches and the staff 
showed me that, no, you still can do these things. You still are good at these things. And the power of sports through this particular program has pulled me so far from that 200 and almost 50 pound person that I was to where I am now, which is 190 pounds. And that's just a little bit over a year of being back active. Truthfully, Adam, your story's inspiring to me, right? Because your 190 pounds looks a lot different than my 190 pounds. (laughs) I appreciate the hard work and dedication you put in to get where you are. Dan, same with you. Um, This story of resilience is people experience tragedy in their lives and coming through a program that will help them be resilient and become themselves again is, is really fantastic. And you're going to be a piece of that for somebody this week. This has been an episode of Blue and Beyond, your official Air Force Wounded Warrior Program podcast. Connect with us on social media to keep up with all things AFW2 and be on the lookout for the next Blue and Beyond podcast.